Okay, hey, hey, Bachelor Masters coming at you from Los Angeles. We have two Bachelor in Paradises to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now here's here's something I want to implement because I am very frustrated, right? Frustrated? Okay. Frustrated. I said it weird. Um we last week we discussed how fake these episodes were a lot of foreshadowing to how fake the season will be to me. And, um, I think, and like we said last week, there's fake scenarios and then there's setups to see a genuine reaction. Uh I do not want to see fake scenarios. I do want to see setups to see genuine reactions. Right. So what do you want to implement? I want to implement that if we're talking about something that is just filler material that they have set up basically a skit for us, not the Wells really bad skit that they did, but I'm saying a real life skit. Like I think the Kira situation was more or less (laughs) a skit. We can go into it. I, I think there's nuance there and I do want to discuss that. But whenever we have, a they're padding the season with a lot of fake stuff or things we don't need even stuff i think like the jared ashley thing is boring and okay, well you just said I that you you want to not talk I, about the cure situation but you do have stuff to talk about no no the I, I do want to talk about the cure situation but what i'm saying is whenever we are going to be referencing that padding material because it tends to be inconsequential We'll have some padding music. Ah, play the music. Oh, you don't want to hear the music. It's just as bad as the padding, the the filler. Oh, so I have to wait. Oh. The- <laughs> All right. So because it is akin to that to me in music, right? I'm not a big jazz fan, as you can tell. Um, but definitely it's the jazz of like, make it up as you go along. Maybe they're musically talented. Maybe the producers are talented in creative story writing, but they're not here or I'm not going to give them that much credit. They are not creative or interesting or fun or anything. So I'm, I'm pretty annoyed as you can tell by the filler situation going on in this season of bachelor in paradise so far. Okay. Are you guys with me at least on that? Do you agree that there's padding here, that there's fake storylines, that things aren't exciting or fun, and that they're making it up? They're making up scenarios that aren't that didn't actually happen genuinely. I think I agree. I mean, there's a lot of the amount of time that we had to see Ashley and Jared made me really question. Like, is there any content in this show? Because, you know, it's like, if there was something better, would they have shown it to us or not? I'm not even sure if I trust their judgment anymore, because that was such a weird choice to basically, like, they got the most airtime of the Monday night episode. And I think mm-hmm. also, maybe of last night, they might have gotten the most again. <laughs> yeah, and they're just hanging out. Yeah, and, they, and, and it feels like they won't leave, but I bet you they won't let them leave either. 
you know? Yeah, like they're hanging out and then we have to hear them talk about their sex life over and over and over. Over and over, yeah. Like on repeat. And then they're like bodily functions. They want to talk about those all the time. And I'm like, this is the worst. Like this is the worst TV I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Whoa, really? It, it, well, maybe she doesn't watch too much TV. Yeah, <laughs> she watches I mean, a good <laughs> amount of TV, but <laughs> I watch a lot of bad TV that yeah. I enjoy. I mean, you know, like there's a new season of Survivor on. I'm absolutely watching that. Those producers know what they're doing, though. Is the difference? Right. I think. Gotcha. Like, those guys are pros. <laughs> but it, I've also watched the challenge, and those people are not pros. And I will generally find it entertaining enough. I don't know if it's because I didn't I didn't watch the show when Ashley and Jared were like getting together or whatever, but I've heard their story 20,000 times and I wasn't even right. sure then. Well, the oh. he, here's the big here's the big gap that I think everyone needs filled in as we've said many times on this podcast. We still do not know how they actually got together. And I I, I can't get over that. I can't get over the fact they won't tell us. I find it so odd. So they're back here and they keep on repeatedly talking about how, you know, this is where they met and this is where they got engaged and blah, blah. And it was like, sure, that's all technically true. But you never like left paradise together. You're not technically actually a successful paradise couple because you got together completely off the show. Yeah, it's they're trying to ha- they're trying to re rewrite the narrative, but so here is okay. We're jumping right in here, Craig. I'm not gonna let you uh, uh, derail Aww. me here. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> here is Ashley, kind of explaining the Jared thing. First place we met, and it was a rocky road in the beginning, but it really formed a strong friendship that turned into a strong relationship that turned into the marriage that we have today. Yeah, you're so hot. You're hot. You're hot. You're hot. I think Jared gets better looking with time, which is so annoying, but he's the, the hottest dad. And like, I love it when other women look at him and they're like, oh my God, like that's a hot man with a beautiful baby. And I'm like, that's mine. I don't know how I did it, but that's mine. And I'm like, so proud. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> we don't either. We'd like to know. Yeah, Not because don't. I want too this. much makeup. No, no, no. Crying. no. The, the, right. The, there's no. Ex- well, what you're saying, Craig, even though you're trying to make it sound like an answer is actually the non answer. Like it's yeah. the opposite of an answer. It's all a mystery. Don't I, you think? My theory here is. So she was so obsessed with him and like basically never stopped being obsessed that part of it seems to me like, um, you know that thing when men will become friends with women so they can wear them down over time to date them? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like friends. she did that to Jared, right? That like she wore him down over time by being like, she's uh-huh. always there loving you, you know? And that also he maybe got a little bit older and was like, is there a better match out here for me? Or should I just actually, like, maybe I should be in the relationship where I'm the one who loves less. Maybe that is good. You know? Yeah. He, Don't he forget could... she was a virgin too. So she Craig, I, I think that's that inconsequential. Yeah. I don't think that <laughs> much to them. Because also yeah. don't, don't forget that she was, um, de-virginized by the boyfriend before Jared. The, oh, the Canada, she? yeah, the Canada guy. Oh, and that's when really? Jared finally wanted her. How do you yes. know that? 
because they told us it's disgusting as if oh, not right. disgusting it's just no you're it's right i remember thinking yeah. i remember thinking like oh she's de-virginized and that's why jared went after her again yes you were the one who told me that because i was like oh right now that she's less obsessed like i i, I keep trying to make re to make up reasons so mm. caitlin totally get that's probably true but i have a, a very insidious conspiracy about it so craig i'm going to implement your movie minute the david lynch minute on bachelor masters okay so there's a movie called dead silence now as you guys know i'm a horror movie connoisseur and i think this is one of the better recent horror movies it's james wan of from saw fame uh, right um so what's the guys, movie called it's called dead silence it's about a, it has a puppet in it it looks like slappy from goosebumps do you know what movie i'm talking about yet it came out about 10 years ago no it's a it's a puppet ventriloquist movie and i don't remember the whole story it is a it actually gives you what you want in a horror movie. It has good scares. There's an actual puppet. They give you like full on scare scenes. Um, it's not stylized or like the guy is not an auteur. Well, maybe he is. I don't know. I, I can go both ways on it. Look, I'm not going to get into the horror movie. <laughs> like, you know, down the rabbit hole of why this movie's good or bad. But in this ventriloquist horror movie, <laughs> Uh, there's like some backstory, but there's a scene where there's kind of a, um, the only thing I'm reaching for here is kind of the Anna Nicole Smith, you know, there's a younger woman with an older man who's, uh, who has a fortune and she's waiting for him to die out. And the whole time this, uh, huh. so you're, you guys are with me so far. I this, think so. Okay. This, um, grandkid of the old man comes to visit him and there's the and gets murdered and and and, and there's the Anna Nicole Smith person sitting next to the grandfather like your grandfather really does not want you to have your fortune or whatever and the grandfather's like yes grandchild like I I love you and everything but you can't have it and it turns out she's this okay spoiler alert if you haven't seen Dead Silence oh, you probably don't want to she is shut up craig <laughs> i'm telling a story she okay. is the like ventriloquist and he's <sighs> dead and she's she's like pushing his like meat ventriloquist pieces in the back of his head Ew. Ew. yeah but anyways is this a jared ashley comparison oh I don't. <laughs> uh, all right jared, man, that was a long way dead, to go i think i don't <laughs> It is like, okay, I implore you guys to watch the Jared. Jared was, the girls were falling over this man. He had the his pick of women. And Ashley was just sitting there like some sad, sad baby girl crying for him for two years not e more than two years on screen even when he wasn't on screen so it <laughs> it's not necessarily it's 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 my metaphorical theory like what's happening here mm -hmm. did he fall 
and all of a sudden <laughs> he has no memory of there's a uh, what's happening anyways I don't, it's very yeah it is weird to go from a position of being like i'm sorry i don't want to date you at all to them being like yes i do and we're getting married and all of that kind of stuff right and i wonder if this is very cynical i'm gonna sound like a no go for it now i want to hear it right now when he says that uh britney's trying to go for somebody who's got more clout and i'm like do you think maybe he jared got a little seduced by the fact that ashley does seem to be popular in the bachelor nation and was like maybe i should hook up with somebody who's popular whoa, 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 whoa. he was just as popular up. you just said britney was going for someone with more clout no this is what no, Peter, no. the pizzeria guy accused her of that she wasn't into peter oh. pizzeria because he doesn't have enough clout for her when did he say that he oh said my that on last night's episode to uh, oh, I think Romeo and Casey. I, I I have the actual clip here, but I, I'll save it till we talk about that. Yeah, it's like Craig, okay. get over the fact that you did not watch the show. <laughs> no, I did. I I must have missed that part. Oh, so yeah. it, it was a Hulu exclusive. No, it wasn't. No, it, it was, was definitely was a regular alive. part of the show, and it was just interesting that that was his theory. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I it kind of makes sense. I I, I kind of wanted debunk that immediately only because he was I mean maybe you're right in terms of how Ashley I became a girl a woman fan favorite but in terms of within Bachelor Nation and within the Bachelor when I say Bachelor Nation in this case I mean the contestants he was very popular and he was as well known I mean I would say as well known a name yeah. yeah, I was only thinking of it from terms of like that Ashley does seem to be very popular with the fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he that was a factor where it was like, listen, she's been into me for such a long time. She is very pretty and she's very like popular with our, our core demographic. Mm-hmm. Well, he he's like he is, um, you know, like being in a in a bachelor couple, no matter what you look like or what the perceive what the perception is of either of you, totally ups your game. So in my eyes, he could have been with anyone, <laughs> and it would have been a popular thing. So I'm I'm not really like I I have to go with my ventriloquist puppet meat puppet theory here. Like I have no. <laughs> so Jared's dead, and Ashley is animating him by pressing on his meat behind his head yeah like she oh, is she has a spinal tap spinal, spinal she's in control of his spine and his right and so in, in the in dead silence I'm well they are sure the, sitting next to each other so that lends some credence to your theory oh good 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 no but it's still like man i am just not i'm just not there like i just it's 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 beyond, It's way beyond me what's going on here. Wait, wait, wait. If if the Anna Nicole Smith character is controlling the the grandpa, who's mm-hmm. controlling the puppet? I said puppet. I meant ventriloquist. <laughs> I meant ventriloquist puppet. Is that word? Yeah. So who's controlling that? She is. So her. So the Anna Nicole Smith character is standing up next to the husband, grandpa, in a wheelchair, and she has her hand physically. Well, who does in who does back. all the killing? Who's killing? 
Oh, people. I have no idea. I think the I don't remember the ventri- the, the 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 Slappy or maybe she is. Who knows? Yeah, who's, I mean, who's controlling Slappy? That's what I want to know. Oh well, I I don't remember the movie, but I remember that <laughs> I don't remember. I remember it being okay and good enough because that's as a horror fan, you kind of you 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 lower the bar a lot because there's not there's a lot of schlock out there. So I recommend this movie. If nothing, to understand the Ashley I. Jared relationship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Hope I it guess. makes sense. <laughs> Up next. Go ahead. Uh, we could get into the Brittany Peter, Peter thing if you guys want. Well, I was. Well, as I said last week. Brittany, if you go to her Instagram, it's all model pictures. Not just yeah. like a few model pictures, but mm-hmm. it's all model pictures. Right. You said that. And I thought that was super relevant because. Um, so, Craig, here is that clip of Peter accusing Brittany of that which you said, which I finally had the context for. And then I went in there and looked her up. And uh, yeah. I don't want to like stir the pot too much because that's really not my intentions but I do honestly feel like in my gut that her intentions of being here are not to find a genuine connection I think that she has an ulterior motive when you say ulterior motives like what what, where's your head at where we live in Fort Lauderdale in Miami we see a lot of like the Instagram models and like the clout chasing and all that stuff are you like implying that she's kind of like a insincere Instagram model type like filling in guys do i not have a following enough for you that this could be like some clout that you can get afterwards there you go mm-hmm. See, craig i don't fully agree that that's what she's doing though because well it's also the aspect that peter did seem incredibly annoying on that day yeah d- well but don't, don't get me wrong he's, yeah he's, so he's, she might just not be into him at all and be like well i'm not gonna make out with well guys. the only thing that i find weird is that she kind of was into him and then she wasn't i don't know i mean i didn't think she was into him into him it seemed to me that she was like friendly and was interested on going on a date because she hadn't been asked on one yet and then he started talking and <laughs> and she was like wait i can't date this guy like this is not this mm. is not right and i would <laughs> find that reasonable to say like yeah might as well go on a date like you're being asked you're not in a couple really you know might as well just do it um can't i mean i think i'm gonna take craig's sides here like can't both things be true peter is obnoxious but also she does seem like a clout chasing instagram person (laughs) it's possible easier do you (laughs) i was like we should have saved me doing my peter impersonation as a clip we should play that when we talk about peter oh. <laughs> i was like wait i can play it off my phone i don't know if it'll sound good though go ahead all right let's see this this is a thing i did last night because i mean i guess i was on ambient at this time so. <laughs> oh okay that that explains so much i'm gonna sense. impersonate peter <laughs> okay let me hold this up to the computer and see so so actually caitlin that's casey imitate that's you imitating casey imitating peter because here's casey's version (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So th- th- this is th- this is my this is the uh, the thing here though for me. When you sent us that clip, and I was like, oh hell no, we're not going to listen to that guy. And then I realized, oh, I don't hate Peter. I hated Casey. Casey because obsessed with hating Peter, I will say. Yeah, like it. Peter, I I get he's obnoxious, but I feel like that's baseline everyone knows he's yes. obnoxious he does Pe- not seem like a person i would want to date just based on the conversation in the ocean with Brittany, where he was like what you like most about me and i was like yeah you're you're weird uh yeah yeah i mean no, look it's, a it's, lot it's, of these people are weird that's not i'm sure most of them are, that right i'm sure most of them are into themselves but i would so like i'm sure he's obnoxious they played him off as obnoxious totally get it but then People trying to live off of calling him out like Casey does was what was really off-putting to me during the um, men tell all in that clip. And I have even the clip of him on the men tell all Um, because he was so, you know, this is what bothers me about. Like we can easily spot a bully in 90s terms right in 80s terms and 70s terms hey you i'm gonna beat you up but now the new bully is to call out someone <laughs> that is obnoxious that's no you know it's 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 one removed it's one step back and mm-hmm. so casey's milking that to death and it really bothers me and he's not like i feel like michael a and casey are the new aaron and james <laughs> They just yeah. want to hang out on the beach together. Okay. And hang out zone, basically. And I say yeah. the person who's like, is basically their age. <laughs> but they seem so ancient sometimes in the way that they like talk about stuff. Yeah, I was a little put off because Casey wasn't really doing that until Peter showed up. And then he could not stop talking about how much he hated Peter. And Peter's only thing is pizza. And it was like... Yeah, that's true. Peter does talk about pizza a lot, sure. But, like, you don't, you know, it was like, you already have alerted everyone to this flaw in his character. <laughs> you could stop harping on it over and over again, because now it just seems oddly like you're obsessed with Peter. Right. He has nothing much else going for him. He's not interested in... <laughs> Seeming lot not interested on being on a dating show either, despite how much he calls people <laughs> out. Not, like flirting with any women at all. Yeah. So he wants to hang out time. I mean, we called out people for much less for for than that. So I I don't want to give Casey a pass in any in any respect. But I also do not think that Peter is wrong, even though I get that he's obnoxious. Like, yeah, that's a given. But what if he's right? <laughs> I think he could have a point in that a lot of these people are, if they're going to get into a couple in within the Bachelor nation, then they want somebody who is like a good match for them in terms of, you know, like you're either equal popularity or the other person is more and you could do SpawnCon together and people would like to see you together, etc. And that is a thing I think many of them are probably aiming for. I don't think it's the sole reason that Brittany would not want to date today. <laughs> I feel like it's like, uh, well, he's not super popular, obviously, but also he does seem like a person you wouldn't have fun dating. <laughs> right. So for her, you know, she leaves this and she 
strikes up something with Andrew, which is a right. much better match, both in popularity. It starts, starts making out with him right away. Possibly not obnoxiousness, right? right? Yeah, you know what? And to me, it's starting to sound like there's tears, a.k.a. class issues at play here. Um, oh, yeah. Andrew is, is a top class prospect for somebody dating right like he was popular on his season he's handsome well it's good following etc i honestly do think it's more i mean it's it's about screen time uh backstory it's and yeah how far you got in your season so though that the mix of those three together really uh, play up for people how popular they are. And I'm sure Bachelor Data has actual data on, like not data on this per se, because this is all very, it's it's more on the subjective side, but I'm sure it lines up exactly with the Instagram count. But if I remember correctly, Andrew has kind of, in Katie's season, and it seemed to me with Teddy, too, he has this non-committal commitment thing going where he pretends or he says he's hurt and he doesn't want, you know, oh, I'll like you forever. I can't believe you're leaving me. But he has zero emotion on his face. And that, to me, seems like he is not it's 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 a play for popularity in whatever form that comes in instagram whatever see what you're saying because on katie's season i remember finding it a little bit puzzling that you know she sends him home and he like sends a note to her room that's basically like if you ever want me i'll be waiting and then she chases after him and i'm waiting (laughs) for that was andrew that's funny yeah that was andrew that's and, and then they kiss always screaming and then they kiss and I'm like I'm just waiting for her or him to say like so you're gonna take me back then right uh-huh. that seemed like right why else would you send the note if you didn't want to be taken back why else would she chase after him and then and then it was just like well goodbye then and I was like wait what just happened <laughs> yeah it was really it was uh, that's exactly what I was thinking of that it was very um, and, and with Teddy, too, if you remember, Teddy even kind of, I don't want to say confronts last week, but says to his face, like, don't you care? And he's like, yes, I care so much. And then she's like, OK, bye. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like it was Teddy was crying about it, even though she's the one she's the breaker upper. And Andrew's like, OK, on to the next one. <laughs> he's not he did not care as he did not care with Katie. And the Teddy stuff is interesting also because there's been a bunch of conspiracy theories about that too. Like, why did she choose to leave? Um, Because she had that post on Instagram that was basically like, proud of myself for leaving toxic situations and like, manipulative people. And people think it's about the producers that she's proud of herself for. They wanted some storyline for her that she didn't want. And that's why she left. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Um, so that that's all I had about Peter Casey. I still I still hate Casey the most out of that situation. I mean, well, do you yeah. do you hate Brittany? Um, I don't like her. Hates this episode. Yeah, I don't like her. I have a soft spot for her. I don't know why. 
Well, Caitlin, um, let me try to dissuade you of this because look up her Instagram. It is definitely <laughs> what Peter said, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, no I doubt there. Almost all of them are like that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on this show, you probably have an Instagram like that. Well, this one is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't think know. Like, th- Genevieve's Instagram is more yeah. like. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say there's shades of like this is with all within a, a very short range spectrum here. But hers is more on the Instagram model type versus like Craig said, maybe like I haven't looked up everyone's Instagram, but I follow a good chunk of people and they're not all like that. Britney's has a has a definite trajectory of I want to do this for a living forever. Also, here's my butt all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My butt. Hard to say. This also made me laugh for just that one uh, when Jacob makes some throwaway comment in this episode that he's he's toning his ass for Jill, and I was like, well, it's nice to have goals, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a weird pairing. Now, Caitlin, you are you said in the past that you align with Jill, and I'm not asking about Jacob because I think you know there's weird pairings on the show. I think Sierra Michael A was one of the weirdest oh, pairings, but I think it's bizarre. Or right, what was our past tense? <laughs> for, forget about the the pairing of her with Jacob. Do you still like Jill? Period. I'm Question mark. Among She's... her, because there are some things that are like enjoyable. Like I will always find it funny that she brought that urn and said it was of her ex boyfriend's ashes as her intro. I think that's hilarious. Also, she is a crazy cat lady, and obviously, I have to approve of that. Mm, um, I agree. Right. I don't know if I'm as on her side now because I'm like, I mean, I guess you got to take what's available. And Jacob is definitely available, but I don't fully understand her attraction to him or her attraction to Romeo, who like really gives off some real loser energy to me. But he's a Harvard mathematician and she isn't she like some also values studies uh, i don't know i was like i had to look up what i think she did like a historic preservation or like art right. preservation kind mm-hmm. of thing so yeah there is like a academic bent there but i have to say that knowing that romeo went to harvard and has a phd and is literally like a mathematician for a living is all you need to know about what's wrong with academia well, I think it's I think it's all you need to know on why his dating life sucks. Like, <laughs> so like he's a cute guy. He's got like a good face, but then like you see him interact with people, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, well, isn't he the guy that Kira runs off with at the end? Yes. Yeah. Oh my do, god! Do you want to talk about that? Pause that I've ever seen on TV when she's like, "Do you want to leave with me?" And it's like. Well, literally a minute goes by. <laughs> if going back to EZR's original premise here, if 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 there's ever a a, a story, you know, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A plot, a a story. Uh, Conspiracy. <laughs> what are you trying no, to say? What did you call him at the beginning of the episode? You called him uh, padding. Padding. Yeah. If ever there was padding, a story that they concocted to to fill time is Kira pulling Romeo. Um, I'm going to play the padding drop because I agree. But <laughs> I have... So I'm going to pause the padding drop because I'm going to tell you that there is... 
I feel another backstory, like like a backing to this that that I think is important to address. So on its face, she went down. She pretended like she was really interested in Jacob just to piss Jill off. Right. Um, and then she's like, hey, Romeo, you're still available. You're definitely not going to get a rose. So come escape with me to save face. Right. Right. Now. The, there, there's two logical conclusions I can arrive at. The first one being. She loves being humiliated is her kink. <laughs> because remember when she re asked Clayton. Yeah. At the women tell all, like, hey, if you're still available, and it's like, dude, she he rejected you early on. Yeah. Um, and and maybe I'm not like she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't know she looks as bad as she does. But right. here's my more likely scenario. I think that a, as we know, when they make people do storylines, as they did with, for example, Leo from Becca Kufrin's season. You know, to be a villain or to say a line, they tend to pay them around three thousand dollars. Let's say, okay. okay. Now, but she's a doctor. Exactly. That's my next point. Oh, she has her student loans. She has no. Well, yeah, maybe. But here's my. But their salary is super high. Yeah, but here's my thinking on that. I'm thinking she's a doctor. Why wouldn't she want to make it the right way? Maybe the kink explanation makes sense. But here's the real thing it teaches me is that Kira is probably heavily in debt from thinking that doctors make so much money. She has too many leases in her name. She has an apartment she can't afford. Six figures won't get you as far as it used to or more. <laughs> and so she is. So she's going to take $3,000? 3K. I mean, 3K and humili- being humiliated is her thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know that. My thing 30K is that maybe. she's, she's hard 3K. up for money and she needs cash money. She doesn't need <laughs> equity. She doesn't need, <laughs> you know, to look it, it gets it's actual money, money. You're you know what you're doing? You're debt shaming. I'm not debt shaming on <laughs> debt asking why <laughs> again. <laughs> if, if, if debt shaming were a thing, we'd all be in big trouble. Mm. Well, I think that. I have what person, I don't even want to say what woman, but what person, but especially a woman, would want to be humiliated like that? Because that was definitely a line. She was not interested in Jacob. Right. And I don't even convince she's interested in anybody. I understand that she's sexual, but I think that to embarrass yourself like that and someone offers you cash right then and there, cash, cash, you know, not credit. Uh, how hard up are you I got the sense that like she was always playing a role on this show right like the stuff for taking the vibrator into the boom boom room and it was like oh I think she's doing this it's like like a fun role that she's putting on because the producers like it and maybe they do promise her a lot of money to do like crazy things on screen right and that's the only thing it could really make sense because they wanted her to come back to, I guess, cause some weird drama where, like, she's trying to steal a man from Jill again, you know. But it didn't seem like she actually cared about Jacob. And then, like, when she asked Romeo to leave with her, 
I was laughing because I was like, this is a good saving face option for both of them, honestly. But it seems like it took Romeo a really long time to realize that it is a good face saving option because right. he's not getting a rose from anybody. So if he leaves with her now, at least it looks like, a, you know, he left of his own volition. Um, Do you think as soon as like the cameras stopped rolling, she just like totally turned off and like pretends she doesn't know Romeo? Maybe. Cause That'd be I funny. I don't think she's genuinely interested in that guy. I think she was interested in like, or did she play it through? You know, a bit better leaving with somebody versus like being rejected and just leaving alone again. Yeah, it's like whether or not she's a method actor. If she's a method actor, she sticks with it. You know, even when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. I, I mean, they supposedly <laughs> did make out off camera that one time before the show started, so maybe she is attracted. To mm. I mean, but she's she's. I, I I do believe she's highly sexual, but yeah, like I I I would think that for her the little skits, the little padding again, the uh, vibrator in the in the mushroom and the and coming down and trying to steal Jacob, I think those are paid appearances. Yeah. Or bits. But the rest of it, I mean, yeah, I think it's just to, I mean, maybe even the Romeo thing. Like, you know, go I mean, down there hard, and tell him to come, come with you. Mm-hmm. As hard as this is for you to believe, EZR, she may just want to be an influencer well more than she wants to be a doctor. No, I, I, that's not hard for me to believe. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that <laughs> I think that people had debts despite what they think how far their career you know you get this career thinking that now i can finally relax and buy what i want to buy and things are much more expensive than you think they are (laughs) well Um, as much as i appreciate your theory here three thousand dollars is not going to make or break somebody in the scheme of things well no it's not but that's why i'm like okay 3k here 3k there She's trying to pay down some things. Got it. I, I feel like it's it's a good it's a good it's a good amount. It's a not it's not I don't I think they should pay them way more. First off, you know me, I think they should have a union. Secondly, right. um, you know, the uh, things would go a lot differently if they did. I guess we should talk about Sally then. <laughs> oh god. Talk about a bad edit. <laughs> should we take a commercial break first? Yeah. Okay, let's uh Hear an ad from another awesome podcast on the Bridgeburner Podcast Collective. Here we go. Pumpkin Spice Podcast is a place where all spooky podcasts come to live. In the Pumpkin Spice Podcast feed, you'll hear episodes about all sorts of horror movies and TV shows. And just like the Pumpkin Spice Latte, it's available all year round, but only promoted during the autumn season. So go subscribe to Pumpkin Spice Podcast, where we showcase all sorts of horror podcasts. That's Pumpkin Spice Podcast, part of the Bridgeburner Collective, and available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. <laughs> I love that. I love saying, and we're back. Mm-hmm. You sure do. <laughs> you laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's something Joey from Friends would say. And we're back. I don't know. I feel like him when I say it. Um, Joey from his short-lived 
uh, spinoff show called Joey, not Joey from Friends. How about that? Did, did you watch the short-lived spinoff show? I did. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Loved it. That's where he. That's where he he implemented the point system on that show. He oh talk, right. He, yeah, he would right. talk about how he was a nine or something, and how he's... he was definitely not a nine ten years after Friends. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Yeah, but he he'd be talking to his cousin. He'd be like, "And you're a five. <laughs> who was the? That's, that's so funny. Okay. Um, I don't know who I don't know who played the cousin, but that was the premise of the show is that he moved to L.A. and lived with his cousin. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I should watch it. Whew. I have access to. I should just watch it for your sake. I, I there was yeah. only like four episodes, right? So, got to uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> poor, 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 poor spinoff land. Um, you know, tell that to Frazier. Anyway, go ahead, Sal. <laughs> what does Ross? What does uh, David Schwimmer do? Does he do anything? He was directing movies for a while, if you remember. I think he directed he? like something to do with Billy Elliot, and then he came up on something recently. But I mean, you know, the guys on oh, the I have to admit something from my deep deep psyche that i just realized that in middle school i thought chandler was cute and well, he i had a little bit of a guy like career. chandler chandler he uh yeah, yeah. he was in a he movie in a where Salma like Hayek movie yeah like, where the next door like neighbors were, were mobsters or something oh right he was an analyze this or that or something i don't know which one's first analyze this right with like robert de niro um okay. oh yeah Oh, yeah, he's, like, the mob's, like, therapist? Mm, Yeah, it sounds right. That sounds right, but (laughs) honestly, I don't care. Okay, Sally. (laughs) Well, what's what's Chandler's real name? Michael Curry. Perry, I think? Matthew Matthew, Perry. Perry. I said Michael Curry. My brain (laughs) is, like, one off. (laughs) Matthew Perry, yes. Okay. Chandler is his real name, Craig. Pretty sure you know that. Um, there's, no, there's no way well, he doesn't. I didn't he didn't for a second. I know, but there's no I, way he doesn't I get forgot. called Chandler way more than he gets called Matthew. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Sally. So her entire time on both on the entire franchise can probably pl- be played without Craig getting upset. But <laughs> I. I, I can play it for you guys if you want. I don't have to. I mean, honestly, this was... There's nothing to deconstruct here. This is already fourth wall breaking. Um, right. So, it, I mean, t- to me, she's just an entitled brat within knowing that everyone on the show is kind of an entitled brat and brat, and she's also kind of right. She's but a also, brat she's not right. Brats. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, is it amongst or among? Amongst. Caitlin, is it amongst? <laughs> I say it's amongst. Uh. I think amongst is is correct, but I like that Craig assumed I would definitely. Know. <laughs> well, I am pretty ESL with things like that, but I do know that one. Um, well, when would you say among, and when would you say amongst? I don't know. Me? That just popped know. into my head. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, Okay, so so Caitlin, you shared with us a tweet about how Sally is getting the worst cut because she pissed off the producers. 
Yes, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me in that after watching this episode, I was like, oh, I get why they hate her. Because it was like so much time and effort to get her there. And then she's only there for like a minute. So I think they were like, we leave in everything bad about Sally. Sally's a joke now, you know? Right. And instead of actually creating padding, they have a little mini situation going on where they could just air it kind of sans commentary and it lets and lends a lot of credibility to the show as if it's real um all the time which it's not real all the time um okay but, i looked it up mm-hmm. in both speech and writing among and amongst are interchangeable mm. both are grammatically correct well isn't that more based on use than it is the actual rule right okay Right. Not, I don't care, well, though, so... Craig. We're talking about something else. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. He, you're, the, the reason I, I'm sorry to be curt, but like I'm also trying to stay on this topic, and then you keep going, well, did you know that on Friends Season 2? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I, I, my problem with her is that I do think she had way too many demands, and as is stated, the one thing that should not be off limit on a dating show is your love life. As stated by James a few times. James, a few times, right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. James is pretty clear. See, I'm in the middle on this that I do understand the point of view that, especially Genevieve is acting like they know all the facts about every interaction she's recently had with her ex and her feelings for him. And it was like, well, you couldn't possibly know that. So it's kind of ridiculous for you to keep on bringing this up like like you have any clue what's actually going on so i could get it if that was her anger to be like listen how would you know if i'm over my ex or not like you don't know my ex you barely even know me like but but that's so defensive that it must be true i think that there is certainly especially when she kept on talking about how they work together still my sense was very much they see each other literally every day and she absolutely still have has feelings for him (laughs) Yes, and I bet you they started a company. She's like, he's my coworker. No, I bet you you really want to work with him. Like, yeah. not you're not covering up anything here, Sally. Like, it's ridiculous so, to like, even get act like that. You that it would be equally ridiculous to me if they were doing it to somebody else to be like, I heard you dated somebody, and maybe you still like them. And it did also seem very. I laughed when they had this scene where they're like confronting, you know, and Sally says like, bring the cameras and Michael's on a beach lounger right next to them. And I'm like, you know, you could just turn to him and be like, this guy's clearly not ready to be dating anyone. It isn't over his ex either. So why is he here? (laughs) Well, she was trying to say that without saying that. Yes. She has a moment here. So I work with him. It doesn't matter. Like, did you? Oh no, get the cameras ready. They're always ready. Trust They're literally. Oh, I, I clearly see that. I'm pissed off. Sally, I wanted to ask because you were saying it was work and there was just so it many was other work. things. It was work. It was work on why I had to stay Wednesday and why I missed my first fight. And if anyone here can understand that I have respect for the guy that I was with before this, then I'm out. It is what it is, you know? What does that mean? And that's exactly why you don't trust anyone on this beach. My gut feeling was not to come. I had to ask. I- I feel like there's so many people here for like no I no I get it but there are a lot of people here that are also here for the wrong reasons they just don't say it so first of all I love the inception music 
Genevieve keeps on being like, I had to ask. You were taking the place of somebody who's here. For, and it was like, you didn't have to ask. And <laughs> technically, she's not really taking the place of somebody who wants to be there. Because at this point in time, she might actually be saving a man who wants to be right. here in her rose. So I'm like, so your like, argument for this, I honestly feel like Genevieve just got in the middle of it because she dislikes Sally because of the stagecoach hookup with Justin. Even though she's not dating Justin anymore. And supposedly doesn't care about him at all. But I think she was like, I just hate Sally now. So I gotta right. I gotta make her know that we know everything, you know, instead of having some sort of very pure intention of being like, I'm saving these men from being fooled by your bullshit. <laughs> well, it, to, to me, it screams that Bachelor producers, the whole time you're on the show, but especially Bachelor in Paradise, because they're not good at there's too many moving parts for them on Bachelor in Paradise, whereas the regular show, I think they have a lot clearer because of the maybe years of experience that they don't have with Bachelor in Paradise, how to create situations um, on Bachelor in Paradise. I think they just go stir the pot, have everyone do things and promise things, and then let's see what happens. And if we have to create scenarios, we will. And in this case, I feel like a producer told Shanae and Genevieve, can you guys ask about this? And another producer told Genevieve and Sierra, she does not want to talk about that, just so that they have um, their basis covered. So if you're getting conflicting information from two people, you know that this person doesn't want to talk about this, but you've also heard that you should bring it up. Uh, the way Genevieve comes back and says, like, she doesn't say, like, I didn't know we weren't supposed to talk about it. She says, you're you're allowed to, mm -hmm. as a producer told her that. But she also knows that she wasn't supposed to. You're literally allowed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway. I, also I think, interesting mm -hmm. to me. Genevieve and Shanae have completely gotten over their past beef. They are like right, a dynamic yeah. duo coupling now. Yeah, they're commando team. Commando? Commando. Team. <laughs> commando. Where did that come from? <laughs> they're, they're, they're seriously always wearing bikini bottoms, Craig. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, they're, uh, they're a team now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and this is a very good bonding activity. Get two women to gang up on another woman that they think oh, is wrong. Note that's... to any younger younger listeners, like if you're in like junior high, if you're in junior high and you're listening to our podcast, that's awesome. If you want to get friends and, and if you're not popular and you want to get friends and be more popular, make somebody else the enemy. <laughs> totally. But also, you know, People aren't, people are, uh, kids especially, are kind of weirdly fake these days. Uh, and I say that watching TV and like, I, they're always. They're woke. Caddy is not, Caddy is not okay anymore. Right. Being, being, having a common enemy is not okay anymore. Very strange. Oh, really? Just FYI. Look, I don't make uh. the rules. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, any more of Sally? I got tons of her here. Just complaining. I mean, she's get this mic off just, of me. I mean, she by when she said, uh, what did she say? She said, when I missed the plane the first time, that corroborates the story that she missed the plane three times. Yeah, she's, she admitted also, it. Well, yeah. she admitted the plane stuff. 
I do not believe the part about the producer being inside of a trunk for four hours. Yeah, no, that's like a way to die. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they have their phone in the reenactment of this. So I'm like, if you had actually gotten into the trunk, which I don't think would have even happened in the first place, after like 20 minutes, you would have called somebody from the show to let you out. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I do believe that, I do believe that she's, that Sally, whether it's the boyfriend's fault or the ex's fault or not, is in an incredibly toxic situation and does not want to let it go. And whatever the issue is like that there, there's so much back and forth. And I do think she might've said something to somebody like you, they can't see you. Whatever that is. Yeah. That's really weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, who is this ex and what kind of power does he have over her? Well, there's pictures of him on the, on the Instagram because she got back. It's yeah. It's a complete like, you know, uh, is he it I don't remember. No, not really. I mean, it's like, uh, what's what do they call Craig? Help me out here. The um, you put money in the machine that gives you a like candy or like a nutrition bar. What are those called? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? when you, you you know when you try to it's a it's a Seinfeld reference that you're trying to tip it over. You can't. You don't break up the first time. You you're trying to tip it over. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Okay, a vending machine. It's like a vending vending machine. machine. And that you're trying to tip it over and you just... Are you talking about George trying to get the Twix out of the vending machine when they're at David Putty's auto sales place? No. No. Relevant, David Putty. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm talking about how uh, Jerry says... It's not, you can't break up, like, it's not easy to just break up once. It's like trying to tip over a vending machine, you know? You got to give it a few back and forth to really tip it over. But I don't know why he's trying to tip over a vending machine. Anyway. I haven't heard any, that line. Any more about Sally? Ah, God, that was a divergent tangent right there. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like I have lots to say about Sally, but I can't materialize the words, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot there. There's a lot to be take. There's a lot to be deconstructed in the Sally situation that I think is interesting, and there's a lot of fertile ground there. But I just can't like come up with the words, which I know is no help to you guys <laughs> or our listeners. I don't think if there's that much to be deconstructed because she was again. She's only been on The Bachelor, and then I'm well, back. How do I? How do I get like women to do that? Now. How do I get women to become that obsessed with me? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> Um, I mean, Wells's story implied that this man is incredibly wealthy, so that might be. Yeah, a- yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I think there's also <laughs> a sense when Sally talked to the women briefly on the beach, and she said, you know, that she wants to have five kids, so she's got to get started ASAP. I kind of feel like that might be a factor here too that she's she's possibly got this thing in her head, right? That the ex was this like you know perfect guy for something like yeah. cheated on her or whatever, so the wedding broke up but then like maybe you should just get back together with him like you work together he's got all this money you could start having those kids right now you know like so i feel like there's some very weird psychology going on that's like maybe it's just easiest to get back together with my ex right and why five that's an odd number to pick it's a lot of kids yeah well it's not even it's not like six or four it's five odd number literally it's literally an odd number. <laughs> Five's okay. the new ten, by the way. 
um, <laughs> like three is the new five. And I'm saying this as a, but you know, I think I, I wanted five and three is good. Yes. So just, just some, some, some parent <laughs> reference thing, you know, big families and the new big family is three and up. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, Genevieve, who I wanted to talk about, uh, or I should say I wanted to watch on this season. I was excited for her inclusion, but she's officially overturned that sentiment. <laughs> Can I ask why you wanted to watch her? <laughs> uh, because she's pretty and Craig's a straight man. <laughs> I mean, that's not uh... true. I don't know. And then she turned out to be a nutcase. So there you go. All worked out as it should. I I feel like they really wanted her to be this hypocritical villain. But I don't know. Aaron's not interested in, in her. And the producers love Aaron. So they're trying to give her some kind of... You don't think Aaron's interested in her? No, I don't. Really? Right. But he's you a know straight what? male. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess. But even within that, I think he would choose... James or even Michael and Casey over Genevieve. Oh my um, god! It, and really, there should be a rule where I Logan or Aaron huh? to choose anyone over James, Michael, and Casey. Yeah, the, the, no, there should be a rule where we, as women fans who are looking for drama, and like me, less so on the connection side. Logan's, Johnny's, Aaron's, James, and even to a lesser extent, Andrews don't get to go on Bachelor in Paradise because it makes the season boring when the men aren't interested in the women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you want that to be the rule? Yes. I want men like Brandon, but more conflicted than Brandon. Someone that doesn't have <laughs> a, someone that, that, that isn't ready to settle down, but thinks they are. So who's a good candidate for that? I mean, maybe Jared and his, I remember he was slightly conflicted. Mm, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I think that's, that's interesting because Brandon is the most all-in man on Paradise this year and possibly for many years. That like, <laughs> he is he's already saying that Serene is like the love of his life and he wants to build his life around her etc <laughs> yeah. and it's been like five days or whatever wait so do you th could could you have predicted Genevieve acting the way that she's acting yes because I didn't like her on her season either oh. I hmm. yes definitely she I mean I don't remember I remember her being correct against Shanae, but that's only because Shanae was pretty right. despicable. Um, All right. All right. You proved yeah. me wrong. No, I'm there's waiting. no proving wrong. I mean, if you like her, you like her, but I kind of don't feel. No, I li liked past tense. Oh, okay. I, I don't feel like. I Here's how I feel. <laughs> I feel that she thinks she's more important than she is because of circumstance that they're setting up. Aaron not being interested in her, Justin not, you <laughs> Where know. Where are you getting that Aaron's not interested in her? Because Aaron's Aaron. He's a bro, broy broski that wants to hang out with his broy broskies. And he doesn't remember. Okay, I'll, 
I'll I'll play you exactly why I think EZR likes Aaron and doesn't I, want him to be taken by another woman. <laughs> I do, but if you remember last <laughs> week, this is Aaron. Now tell me if this sounds sincere to you. I think that I can kind of be a little bit guarded, and so I don't like to necessarily like reveal how I feel a lot of times. But I don't want to do that anymore. I guess what I'm trying to say is. I think we have great chemistry, and I had a ton of fun today, and I want to do that over and over and over. <laughs> um, maybe like not exactly those things, but etc. Do you really feel like he is, um, <laughs> like Genevieve? into anybody, into into like whatever it is that that he says he doesn't want to do believing? that anymore. Yeah, he said that. Did you feel that from his voice, from his tenor, I, from? Hey. I have to go on what he says because we mm. don't have much else to go on. We go on his. Okay. Well, for me, no, he's not interested. Uh, and, uh, and you just he's want not that interested. to be true. That's how. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care. If he was interested, I'd be like, hey, look at Aaron. He wants to be in a relationship. Okay. But last so here's, season, here's he a did question not, for EZR. Right? So uh-huh. walking, you're at the club, and walking mm-hmm. towards you is Aaron mm-hmm. and. Um, Oh crap! What's his name? The dude with the long hair. Leo. I knew you. you know, yes. Is it Leo? Is yes. that his name? Yes. Leo? That doesn't yes. seem right. That's correct. Are you sure it's Leo? Yes. I was gonna say Leo, but that doesn't sound right. Okay. You guys, you, the the guy you went and saw his comedy show with Mark. Leo. Leo. Okay. All right. So walking towards you is Aaron and Leo, two beefcakes, but very different takes on it. Uh huh. <laughs> Who do you who do you accept to go dance with or whatever? I don't know. Both of them in a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it'd be hilarious, not because I'm having any kind of interest. Because uh, I don't know, it's just just like uh, you know, crazy. So I think, I think you, you take Leo because you like you. You've gone on and on about how his hair makes him very attractive because different, of how different no, it is. You, I feel like you're not really listening. You put in the attractive <laughs> there. But here's the thing. Last week you went off on a rant about how I Aaron did? is not charming. Right. And I how didn't go off on a rant. I just disagreed with you that he was charming. You at least got upset that you're yes. Aaron is not charming. He I'll is not interesting. But yes. now you're kind of defending him saying that he's sincere. I'm confused, Craig, by your stances here those are two totally separate things i think he can be sincere in what he said there at that exact moment and also not be that particularly charming um i don't know i feel like there's a little bit of overlap but help break the tie here okay i'm not sure i even understand what the argument (laughs) is here (laughs) okay if aaron and leo were walking towards you at the club which one do you pick See, I don't. I didn't watch Leo's season, so I guess I don't have that same attachment. I do think Aaron is cute and has a certain like broy charm about him. Ah, okay. All right. Who am I to argue with two cishet women that like Aaron? All right, he's charming. I get it. All right, what's next? Sierra and Michael. Yes. Okay. Um. So let's. So last week I went on a huge tirade about Michael A. 
Um, We don't have to recap it, but here is his (laughs) for the record compliments about Sierra that also sound very half-hearted to me. Sierra and I have a pretty good thing going on. So pretty and there's really like cool confidence about her. She's very mature and we have a blast. I feel like time flies by. There's never a dull moment. Wow. She exhibits all of the characteristics that (laughs) I'm looking for in a partner. But I'm noticing that every time I take a step forward, I start taking a few steps back because I'm guarded and I'm concerned. There goes the escape plan. My traumatic past finding its way to the surface. I'm dealing with the grief element in my life. There is just this weird, weird thing that happens where I think I have found it. It feels good. And then I get in my head and I push people away. And I feel really bad about that. You know, my dating history after Laura passed, it's just been something I'm trying to navigate. Dealing with grief, there's no rule book to it. But it's like, I don't want the pain that I have to feel. I don't want that to overflow into somebody else's world. This guy's got lines for days. He has practiced these lines because they sound so polished, one, and two. You see him set up his escape plan from dating Sierra, which is wild to me that he wants to get out of this relationship because, in my opinion, she is out of his league. You know what I mean? Like, then I'm like, oh, a much younger, like, decade younger than you, Instagram model type woman who's really fashionable wants to date you, and you don't want to date her. That's interesting. Uh, But if his escape plan from getting out of this relationship is he's still too damaged from his late wife's death, doesn't that mean he can't date anyone on Paradise and he should just leave? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. Why is he staying? It's very weird. I mean, there is no excuse for why he's staying. Yes. Like she leaves because she says she doesn't want to see him dating anybody else. And he just stays. And I'm like, this is one thing that I actually really like, though, is that I've seen a lot of Bachelor Nation on Twitter now saying that Michael is a villain because of this. Mm. Because finally be like, wait, why is she leaving and not him leaving? If he's the one who's too like messed up to date somebody, shouldn't he just go? Therefore, the only conclusion you can come to is like he's on this for other reasons or he's playing right. something up. Get those PPE there. loans. Yeah, and so then that's why I think a lot of the audience has now turned to like, wait, what? I don't think we like this man anymore. He's he's a, a he's a master at all these lines. You know, he says the 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 classic things, oh, it's uh, the pain overflow into someone else. He cannot explain why he stays. And Sierra was such a force on her season, and she's reduced to this no personality plot point. But, you know, as we've talked about before, women have a total lost dog thing for widowers, mm. you know, sad puppy Mm-mm. thing. She and seemed like she aimed right for him because of sort of the the widower lost puppy single dad aspect like she was into it and she talked about it with her friends being like i would be a great stepmom and i'm like (laughs) i get it i've thought that too (laughs) but it is interesting right that she came in being like i want to date michael i want to date 
the widower who has like a kid and that it freaked him out that this beautiful woman was so into him because he wants something else. I don't think it freaked him out. No, I think he like, he knew he had to get out of it soonish. Otherwise, like the longer it continues, if he does break up with her, then he becomes a bigger and bigger villain, right? Like that he had to get out of it now if he wanted to get out of it because I don't know. I, it was gonna I think become worse, I think. I, I think that excuse works on a lot of people for a long time. The I you know, I get to a point and then I just remember my dead wife and I just can't Laura, do it. No, no, name. Craig, dead wife. Yes, her name is Laura. Uh so. she, she's dead wife to me. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Like, what's interesting about that though is like that absolutely does work on people. And outside of this show, but you it works at with, any... like serially dating tons of women using that line. The mm-hmm. problem in this show is the reason you're on this this beach is supposedly to get engaged in a few short weeks. So if you're not even willing to consider that, it does make it come to a point of being like, well, why are you here? I I, I honestly think it works at any stage. You could say that now, and it's, it makes you look worse if you said it now than if you said it later. But I think because he doesn't, that's the one glitch in his plan, is that he doesn't understand that. Because yeah, you can't... It, just- date people over and over again on TV using that line without the audience starting to be like, um, hang on, what? Breaking the, you know, busting out the grieving, still grieving card, even at the last week would make a lot more sense. And I think he just doesn't, right. He's on there for his business and he's like, look, I got to cut this at some point. Might as well do it now because he doesn't understand that the timing is important even though it doesn't seem important now i'm gonna play their breakup just for honestly i'm playing it for the lines because as i said last week a lot of people on this show get a lot of shit for the things they say incorrectly even though they're doing the exact same things people who say things correctly do and those people that say things correctly are beloved whereas Uh joseph and Uh, Juan Pablo and a lot of other people. And I do think this is culture, ethnicity based. They say, have said things wrong. And Michael A. does not say things wrong. To find a way back to happiness. And the thing that scares me the most is that I'm using people that I actually care about. get there and I'm hurting them along the way and it's it's messing with me I care so much about you I don't want you to be one of those I think the best thing now is just like you know like space from the romantic pressure and just be friends space from romantic pressure left it would have worked just fine. Yeah, yeah. I know. He, he, he's, he's overplaying his hand because he thinks he's beloved and he thinks he said everything right up until there. And maybe this is forgivable, but it's not forgivable because it just proves everything we said last week. Mm-hmm. And so I am very like the. I think. 
I, I think within the realm of people that have said things incorrectly, there's a, definitely a spectrum of some people are more correct than others. But within the, and I feel like those people need a lot of grace, but within the realm of people that have said things correctly, and I think are villains, um, I think he's one of the worst. And I put, you know, like, as I said before, I put Mike uh, from Hannah B's season in this category. They just say things right, and I think they're not good. I think they are more than just wrong reasons not good, but they are. Names that gets the Bachelor Masters podcast in deep trouble. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> yes. And you true. have different, I don't have the same level of antipathy towards Mike that y'all do. but <laughs> Antipathy. <laughs> Craig, I like what you're saying. If he had left then and yeah. not her, he yeah. would have looked really good. He yeah. would have had a very good edit. The people in Bachelor Nation would have been like, oh, it's so sad that like, you know, he still can't get over this. But like, the thing that makes him look so horrible is right. He says this, it sounds great. Then she leaves and he's literally acting like nothing upsetting happened. And is just like talking to the camera about like, gotta get a rose from somewhere now. You know, yeah. he's like, what? Like you cannot go from this like deeply, you know, I'm so sad. I don't want to hurt this person because I care about them. But like, I'm, I'm destined to hurt them because of my issues. And then be like, time to find a new person to put <laughs> my issues on, you know? Yeah. Well, e- even Sierra tries to save him by saying, I-, I I wish him the best. I hope he finds someone out there saying, you know, it's still possible for him to find love and it'll be totally okay with her. Therefore, it should be okay with us. And I don't, I, I, I'm not putting that on Sierra being incorrect. I just think that either she is way too forgiving or they gave her that line so that we at home are kind of like, look, if Sarah doesn't have a problem with it, why should we, that he stays on the beach? Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's very weird. Also. I feel like the stuff that makes him look even worse here too is when she does that, you know, she bought a stars that represent him, his dead wife (laughs) and his son and goes through this whole speech that makes it, to the audience, what we're hearing is she totally understands that he's always going to have feelings for his late wife. And like, she is fine with that. She understands the issues here and still wants to move forward. And he then comes back with like, I can't though, but I will be staying here to try to date other people, you know? And it's like, what? (laughs) Like, it just like does not compute. So the only things I can think of are like either He's waiting for somebody else specific that he really wants to date. Or he just really wants to get as many followers and attention to try to, you know, get a a good influencer career going to support himself now or both. He's already very popular. I mean, I'm sure he can get more popular, you know, because people do watch the show more closely than the other ones. Um, I I, that star thing, by the way, this is on Sierra. It's a scam. (laughs) It's a total scam. It you is never buy a scar, a star. Star multiple times. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of stars. To, I mean, in the sky to buy. No, but I mean, like, okay, a thousand years go by. Is that still in your name? <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a scam thing, but it's sort of whatever. It's like when um, have you heard of those ones where you can buy like one foot of scottish property and then call yourself like a scottish lord or whatever yeah <laughs> as big in the styrofoam scots 
Community. All right, anyone else to talk to about? Um, I mean, Can, there's... Wait, com- did you just say Community, the show? No, I'm never going to talk about that show. Is that what you just said, though? No, I said that's big in the Styrofoam Scots community, meaning the oh. people from... America that are like I'm a Scottish, which happens to be made by the same guys, Rick and Morty. Nope, I'm never going to talk about that show. I'm not interested in either. I would like to say that there is also a name for um, like Irish Americans, the derogatory term. If like you're a person from Ireland and you want to make fun of the way that Irish Americans are so into their heritage, is plastic patty. Yes, I have heard plastic patty. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Seppo's gonna sep. You know the. There's a few of them. I especially like for someone like Casey and Peter, uh, Seperoni. (laughs) (laughs) Septic Tank, because they're Americans, and Aroni, because they're Italian-Americans. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is funny to me that Casey brings up that he finds Peter somehow more offensive because he's also (laughs) Italian-American. And it's like, listen, Peter is annoying and he does talk about pizza literally all the time. But like, I don't think he's committing like an Italian-American like cultural crime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, bottom line, EZR likes to show community in there. No, Rick and Morty. No, 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 not a fan of that's what I heard those shows. That's what I heard. You hear the you hear the word a very general, a very normal word, and you're like, oh, yep, okay, Craig, I'm going to catch you on a few things now if that's the word. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Okay. Let's look. End the, let's end on that note. Brandon and well, uh, Brandon and Serene. No. No. Okay. Rodney. No. Rodney and no. Lace. Oh. Okay. No. You know what? I do actually like them together, even though people keep on like, wow, what an odd couple. And I was like, what's that odd about it? Like, he's nice. She's very pretty. They like making out. What's weird about it? <laughs> I think yeah, the smartest the smartest thing Rodney Rodney is not a villain to me, but he is very smart in the way that Michael A is. I mean, no, because he's not evil, but that taking the rain check when the person he wanted to take on a date left is the smartest thing you can do. And I believe mm-hmm. I remember I have a memory of him doing something similar on Michelle's season where he played his cards right. You know, men, if it, I'm not calling Rodney evil, but when men want to be as evil as Michael A is, all they have to add to that evil potion there is patience and like knowing when to step away. And then they're the total mastermind. So Rodney has the patience and Michael A has all the schemes and all the, the horribleness. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was a good move by Rodney to be like, oh, he wanted to take Teddy, but Teddy's vanished. It It is awkward to then ask somebody else immediately afterwards because it does make it look like, well, you're my second choice. Let's go now. You know, so I think it was a good move for him to say, I just won't go on it now. I'll just hang out here. Which is weird for a show that's all about second chances. Yes. But yeah, the optics are still important, I would say. And yeah, Rodney is like, Everyone loves Rodney and I love Rodney too. I'm like, I won't hear a word against Rodney yet until he does something evil on TV. I won't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My last note here is that honestly, like there's a reason Wells Adams did not get the hosting job. And the fact that he doesn't have the presence for it makes sense, but he also does not have the charisma 
for any kind of two camera things or jokes or skits or general padding in general. So I am as annoyed that he has taken up so much of this two part episode. I mean, he's cute. He's got, he flashes a cute smile. I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not interested. I don't like him. I think he is physically cute, but I absolutely hate the Wells story time feature. Hate it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want any part of this. Please stop filling my TV time with this. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, that it is, that, that it is filler material is annoying, but let's just say it was good filler material or Wells was uh, charming and clever. That'd be different. He is neither to me. So suck it, Wells Adams. You suck. I don't like you. And, you know, like I said, what is the deal with him? No, Craig, not Seinfeld. With What's him, the deal? I know. I know she, with he's Wells. With, I heard with it in that voice immediately. Him and being a feature on this show and his literal wife being a host of a competing reality TV show. That still has not been addressed. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fine. You know, you're like, no, it's not fine. About it? It's like I said, it's Ginny and Clarence Thomas. You cannot tell me that there is no like <laughs> collusion there. <laughs> hey, when when the water rises, all ships get no, 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 the, no, no, no. This is something is up and, you know. Whatever. Okay. We're going to have Casa, um, we're going to have Casa more things happening, right? You guys were very clear about Casa more happening on The Bachelor. The heck are you talking about? Oh, Craig. <laughs> no, Leva, it is happening. We keep on seeing it teased that, you know, they're going to send the women Ooh. away to a different place. Oh, you mean the sh- there's a show called Casa Amor? No, no, it's a thing that happens. Craig. On- We've explained this to you before. Can- can you, on Love yeah, Island? Can, 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 Caitlin, can you be more scolding in your tone, please? Because we've explained this to Craig various times. No, yeah, you mentioned it once. Nope. We definitely did a long explainer on exactly what Casa Amor is and like its role in Love Island and why it's interesting that The Bachelor is stealing a major component of a different show to put on their show. Right. Now, how do you know about that? Easier if you don't watch. You the told previews. me, and it was in the <laughs> women tell all or the after the final rose. <laughs> you told me too, oh, though. Yeah. Okay. Ah, Craig, yeah, it, it, it's seriously like that. you're a brand new human. Have you ever seen like thirty first dates or whatever? Is that you? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> but they are going to do it. They showed it in it the preview for next like week. It does going to happen. Yeah, next week, and then we'll see. We'll see if they're going to do the reverse thing, because what they usually do on Casa Amor is the women also get new men and like they're beating new folks. Oh, yeah. They they can't not. It would be incredibly sexist. Incredibly sexistic to just take the women away and bring in new women and then not. But But that's what that's what it looks like what they do. We don't know. We haven't seen preview clips that suggest that the men get taken away also or whatever. So we'll see. Yeah. So far, it's just the women. So mm. far. Okay. okay. Now All I right. can wrap it up. Now. When I see. Just kidding. <laughs> we, get, we went long, so let, let's find 
uh, time for the fashion roundup next week for sure. There's, they're not wearing any there. clothes. There's <laughs> not that much interesting. Fa- like I would say, there's a few things where I was like, oh, that's interesting, but it's not. Yeah, because they're often wearing the same outfit for long stretches, and it's a bathing suit, and like you know, right. There's not as much interesting stuff. Okay. Well, well, I do want to touch on fashion next week, so we'll do that, and then uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.